In today's show, there were three games on Thursday. We're going to look at those. Waiver wire trends, injury news, and Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack, JoshLloyd48.substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've only got three games to break down today, so we'll look at those ones. We'll look at some news that we've got. Let's do it. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) DeJounte Murray is out for two weeks, if you haven't heard. But DeAndre Hunter could be back. He's listed questionable. What I think this does is, remember, DeJounte Murray is a point guard. He does not have to be replaced in the rotation fully with a point guard. Last game, when he got hurt, Aaron Holiday stepped up and got a lot of minutes, but Trent Forrest could play, Aaron Holiday could play, AJ Griffin could play that role if Hunter is back. I think Griffin remains a 12-team league player. I don't, I wouldn't be falling all over myself to add Aaron Holiday. I just don't think he's that good of a player, and he's still not going to get usage next to Trey Young. And look, it might be Justin that gets the right. I don't know, but I'm not super confident on Aaron being the guy. I would much rather have AJ Griffin in that position versus Aaron Holiday. Ben Simmons is returning. The impact there on o- O'Neal, Harris, uh, yeah, O'Neal, Harris, and Curry is the thing that we really need to watch. Simmons, he might come off the bench like he did last time he was out with an injury and play limited minutes, but he'll soon be back playing 32 to 34 minutes, and that is going to have an impact on a lot of those other guys. Kevin Love is out. George Niang is out, just if you're aware of that or you aren't aware. And there's a few big names that appeared as questionable on the injury report. One of them was De'Aaron Fox. One of them was Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. One of them was Miles Turner, and one of them was Donovan Mitchell. He's done. He's good. So if Fox is out, we stream Davion Mitchell. If Porzingis is out, we stream Daniel Gafford hard. If Turner is out, Jalen Smith's off the injury report, so Smith would be the good add there, and then it's Brissett and Jackson, although Jackson's also questionable with a knee issue. And if Don Mitchell is out, then we do stream in Dracaris Levert in that scenario. Dracaris. All of these guys, I don't think it's anything serious. They're only listed questionable. Turner's been sort of in and out or dealing with that injury for the last week or so. Fox has been dealing with it for a few weeks and hasn't missed any time. Um, Pusinga sprained it last game and was able to stay in that game. Um, so again, I don't think it's anything serious. But if you're looking for one game streams, you've got Davion, you've got Gafford, you've got Jalen Smith and O'Shea Brissett and Isaiah Jackson, and you've got Karis Levert opening up a big, big opportunity for a bunch of guys if these players are out. Colin Sexton has a hamstring strain. He's going to be out at least a week. I'm always going to push that to 10 days to two weeks usually. And Mike Conley's going to return. So, Colin. Get that garbage out of here! I mean, you don't have to. It's not as clear of a jack as what campaign is. But Sexton was the fourth guard before the, Colin, before the Conley injury. And now he's hurt. He's not that good anyway. I don't think you need to hold. You can if you've got stash ability and you're in a position where you've got that, that ability and there's not much on your wire. I get it. But I think getting streaming spot for a guy whose upside's not particularly high 
might actually be a better option for you. And then the latest news was Maga Porter Jr. Not ideal. Had the dreaded no timeline. Now, on the TNT broadcast, they were thinking he'd be back within a week. And then they asked Dr. Michael Malone. He said, oh, there's no timetable. Again, coaches saying that doesn't mean anything. No timetable means they're lying or they just don't know when he's going to be back with his heel injury, which is a real pain, obviously. I wouldn't drop Michael Porter Jr. What it means is we're just desperately holding on to Bruce Brown and grabbing Bruce Brown if for some reason he's still available anywhere. He should have been grabbed weeks ago. Um, it helps a little bit with Bones Highland and usage there as well, but I wouldn't drop Michael Porter at this stage. It's just frustrating that we've got so many injury scenarios out there that we just like don't know about and potentially big ones like Porter and, of course, the Cade Cunningham situation, which continues to frustrate basically everybody including Pistons fans. Let's look at the waiver wire, the top added players over the last 24 hours. Number one is Tari regular season. Um, he'd been trending upwards for sure. It still remains a little bit of a luxury stash. We'll talk about his game against the Spurs in a second. Some of that is for streaming for today, but there is some ability to hold. It's going to depend on position in your league and it might not hit for months. Mo Wagner up 25%. He's the starting center at the moment. And while Wendell Carter is out, Mo Wagner is a better option than Mo Bamba. And I think he's a 12-team league guy. There are going to be ups and downs. There's going to be lack of consistency. But the minutes are like 30-plus in three of the last four games. Last game was with Bamba, and he outplayed him in terms of playing time. I think plus-minus, the advantage did distinctly go to Bamba as well in that one. So that's, that is something to watch. But Wagner is a, is a good ad. I think Walker Kessler's a great ad. Again, he probably goes back to the bench next game especially if Markin and plays, who's questionable. But Kessler, just for those blocks alone, for the fact that they had no hesitation in moving Vanderbilt out of the starting lineup, if matchups made sense. Again, if this was like Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell on this team or Lowry Markin on this team, they wouldn't bench them to get a different matchup balance in. That just shows the tenuous hold, I think, that Vanderbilt has on that role and on that, on that job. And that means that Kessler provides back-end value now with sky-high upside if things do change. Terrence Mann, plus 12%. Yeah, well, we thought, great opportunity. Paul, Paul George may or may not play. Kawhi is definitely going to be out. Mann should get another start. And then Mann's actually the guy who's out while Paul George played. So it, the, the logic of it made sense. The execution was a 0%. So you drop him. KCP up 12%. I guess that's for streaming today. That's where it makes sense to have KCP on a day like today. But overall, his long-term 12-team value is really middling. It's, really back, it's actually back-end, not middling. John Isaac up 12%. Again, I've detailed my thoughts on that a million times. I don't really love it as an ad, but I can see why you would, especially if you're in a strong position. But if you are in a shit position where you've got Lamello, you've got Michael Porter Jr., you've got Kate Cunningham, and you're waiting on diagnoses and returns of these players, yeah, I think it's impossible to hold someone like that in that position. Bones Highland up 10%. Good, again, for the low volume stream. And his usage has been so good, I'm not really convinced it's going to maintain that level. But Monte Morris was another one that has added 7% up. With Beal out, it really helps him. Go from like 26 minutes to 33 minutes. And that's enough for Monte to be a 12-team league player. The most dropped players. Cameron Payne down 21%. Yep, Chris Paul's back so he can go. Jose Alvarado down 21%. McCollum's back. Uh, Ingram and Jones are still out, but Alvarado's now questionable himself. Fine to drop him. My mate Marvin Bagley down 18%. I wouldn't have dropped him in a points league until they actually bench him. If they're going to start him, there's still that 27-minute upside. Now, again, I would never play him 27 minutes in a game if I was trying to win. But the Pistons aren't always trying to win, and sometimes he has some better games. So while I am very anti-Bagley as a player versus what some front officers, one of them, 
Detroit's, thinks he is as a player, or Sacramento is what they thought he was as a player. I'm very much against that. I am. I do understand that if he gets 18 and 10, that's a great points league line. I just think that overall his play is going to lead to him not getting enough minutes to provide that. And then in category leagues, his lack of everything else really does hurt. So I've got no problem with him being dropped, but it might be a bit reactionary from a few people. AJ Griffin down 11, I would have held him. Kevin Love down 10%. Yep, that's fine. Shake Milton now, yes. And then I thought saw D'Anthony Melton on the injury report with a back issue. I went, ugh, okay. But D'Anthony Melton is off the injury report now, so he will play. So yes, shake is a drop. Austin Reeves down 9%. He's a 12-team drop. And Jalen Duran down 8%. I thought that was really curious. After the game that Duran had Wednesday, that he got dropped by people. Again, the trend should be that he will start at some point, maybe late January. I don't know. I think he's going to start at some point for this team. And while he's not killing it, obviously, that game was encouraging. So I don't know what made that made people turn to drop him. I don't. I'd rather have Kessler than him, and maybe that was people dropping Duran and adding Kessler. But Duran's not a lost cause at this stage. Today's episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, leaders, anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. You can learn to cook from Gordon Ramsay. Neil Gaiman teaches the art of storytelling on Masterclass. Neil Gaiman, American God's legend. What's the other one called? Om- bad, bad, good omens? Bad omens? I don't know. But it's a good it's a good book. And Neil Gaiman is there teaching writing. You can learn all of these things from your instructors with over 180 classes that range from world-class instructors, from a range of world-class instructors, sorry. And that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. It's really, really simple to do. Go check it out. There's so many different options there. And you're going to be absolutely loving the breadth of knowledge that you can get. I highly recommend you check it out and this holiday season, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and get one free. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on today. Terms apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. If you're hiring for your job or for your workplace and that's what your job is there, you need to make sure you get it right, especially for small businesses. Because if you get it wrong, it is very, very costly. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go and create that job. It's simple to do on LinkedIn Jobs. And then on your profile on LinkedIn, you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to let people know that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs, number one, in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. This is something that as a hiring person, you are going to have as a vital tool in your toolbox to make sure you make the right decision the majority of the time. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find that qualified candidate that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, that should take us into looking at the games. It does. The first one is the Clippers and the Heat. The Clippers lose again on the road in um, Miami, 110-115. Paul George played 32 minutes on the back-to-back. 29, 8, and 7, 50% shooting. That's brilliant. That's what we want. That's perfect. Let's hope it keeps up. 34 minutes for Reggie Jackson with John Wallback is intriguing. But of course, there are three key contributors out. Kawhi Leonard, Norman Powell, and Terrence Mann. 20 and 4 with three assists with four triples is great from Reggie. He's still not a good category league player. You stream him for days like this, and that's it. If it's a Zubats after that 30-20 game, he has cooled off, and understandably. Nine and eight, steal in a block, 34 minutes, only took four shots. 
is going to be a back-end-ish sort of player with the occasional big game. Back-to-back big ones from Nico Batum, though. 11 and 5, 3 threes, a steal on a block. It's a very interesting data point to have. Like, in the past, we would have looked at Batum on back-to-backs and gone, well, he's not going to play both of those. He's going to be limited. I don't know about it. Now he's logging big minutes and putting up big numbers. I really don't see him as a 12-team league guy, but on a three-game day, like, he is an option now to stream in if this is what they're going to do with him. Johnny Wall, 20 minutes. He had 9, 3, and 8. It's just really not coming around for him, is it? 25% shooting. He takes these weird pull-up long twos. 74 from the line, no steals, no blocks, only three rebounds. Honestly, he's at this point, he's an assists specialist for category leagues. In points leagues, I think he is fine to have in a 12-team league. But in category leagues, I don't think you need to. I also think you can probably jack Marcus Morris off. Get that garbage out of here! He played 37 minutes, that's encouraging. But this is a guy that's not only a 153rd player this season. He's 131st in points leagues, and that's with Kawhi and Paul George being out nearly all year. 11 and 4, 37 minutes. There's just not enough there. And Bob Covington's not a rotation player every night. Well, I mean, he played seven minutes, but like, who cares? That's like deeper league stuff. 16 team leagues. This is a guy I was pretty down on um, draft season. Uh, just didn't really see that role for him. And even with those guys out, he hasn't been able to crack the top 200 for this season. For Miami, Jim Butler, 26, 5 and 8 with four steals. That's on pretty ridiculous 83% shooting. His usage was well down. They did feed the ball a lot to Bam. And Butler still did his damage. Though. Bam had 31 and 10, played 36 minutes, shot 67 from the field and had a 31% usage. Now, Bam's usage has been really going up and down. He tends to take advantage of opportunities when players are out. Today, it was Kyle Lowry that was out. I'd love to see Bam maintain this level and be the number one option when everyone's healthy, but it's just too inconsistent and he's very up and down with that. Hero had another strong game with another strong rebound performance. He is like, is he playing basically like their power forward? He's the guy pulling in the boards. 19-9 with four triples. He shot only 35%, but good usage, good rebounds. He's playing at a really high level, top 15 over the last week, and he's now inside the top 50 for the season. I don't know that he can stay there, but it is on the back of some very big rebound numbers. Caleb Martin, we loved the schedule for him for this week. One game was bad. Two of them have been good. 17-8, four threes, two steals. They play again on Saturday, and then I think they play again on Monday, which are two low-volume days again. So you can keep riding the Miami Heat stream train. It hasn't been as good for the Winter Soldier, Max Struess. He had eight points with two threes, but game volume is there. With Kyle Lowry out, they started someone by the name of Drew Smith. He played 22 minutes and had two points, and I don't think we need to talk about him, but also don't think we actually need to talk about Victor Oladipo if it wasn't for the fact that he's Victor Oladipo. Six points, 38% shooting, no threes, two rebounds, two assists, 21 minutes. I do not see a large enough role or Oladipo being good enough in a smaller minute roll, to be anywhere near 12-team leagues, especially at this stage. It might take a little bit of time, but I think yeah, there are these sort of guys. It's him, it's Isaac, it's TJ Warren, who have been injured perpetually and maybe have lost the step. We don't know about Isaac because we haven't seen him, but the name brand value gets them rostered or gets them hot. People get hyped to add them, and they don't actually provide that value. And I'm pretty sure that's the case with all of them. It's been five years since he was actually a good player. And multiple injuries, he's almost 31 I just I don't see him as a 12-team league guy. Haywood Highsmith's been playing like 20-plus minutes. So, of course, today with Lowry out, he played three. He would have been a great stream. You know, the theory was there to get some defensive stats in. Um, and then we just didn't see him at all. And, you know, you can't make sense of that. So, go ahead and drop Haywood Highsmith. And then I'm sure he'll go out and uh, play his 25 minutes next game. It is hard to find all those minutes when they are healthy, but they still weren't healthy. So, I don't really know why... 
We got the extra minutes for Struz. I guess that's part of it. But it was frustrating and confusing to see Highsmith drop off that much. Before we go on to the next name game, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. The latest odds and trends for all professional amateur leagues, football, basketball, soccer, that's the World Cup as well, esports, it's all there. Over at BetOnline.net and the NFL Week 14, the Steelers are two-point favorites against the Ravens. Is Lamar out? Is he not going to play? He mustn't be because the Steelers are bad. So go and check out those odds over at BetOnline for all the action, including the Dolphins and the Chargers Sunday Night Football Blockbuster over at BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. All right, let's do the next game as the putrid Houston Rockets lose to the putrid San Antonio Spurs, 118-109. What is really great to see here, though, is um, Jabari Smith Jr., I think there is still a realistic chance that he finishes this season as the number one fantasy rookie. 23 points, four threes, a block, 69% shooting. Giggity. Still like more rebounds and more defensive stats. But after that horrid start, he's pushing back or he's pushed back inside the top 50 for the year now. And I think that you know top 100 is a realistic goal for the rest of the season. Tari Eason only played 23 minutes, which is not enough. He's always, he's always one of the most impactful players. And he's the only non-garbage time player on this team who had a positive plus minus. Actually, that's not true. Dacian Nix had a plus two. He had a plus seven, Eason. Eight points, two threes, six rebounds, one block. Steven Silas, old mate, equal worst coach in the NBA, if not worst. Loves saying, oh yeah, he makes an impact. Oh, I assume he's earned more minutes. And then like, plays him like two extra minutes. Even though it's pretty clear watching the game that he is one of their best players and needs to be on the court at all times. And should be a part of their core that they're developing. Their core is pretty clear. Porter, Green, Eason, Smith, Shengun. You should play those guys as many minutes as you can, as many minutes as you can together to see what the hell you've got. Not bullshit of Eric Gordon or bullshit of Bruno Fernando or even, to be honest, KJ Martin, who stunk. He's had some good moments, but he is not a future upside starter. He's not, I don't think. Three, four, and three in 21 minutes. It's poor coaching yet again. Now, in saying all of that, Eric Gordon was pretty good. He's a good streamer for today, 14, 2, and 4 with two threes, but that's it. But there's literally no reason for him to be out there. Jalen Green, 14, 3, and 2, 29% shooting, a stinking game. He has some really good games where he's got 20 points, 6 assists, all coming together. And then he does like what he did at the start of his rookie season, which was this, which is yuck. And Kevin Porter Jr. was questionable heading into this game. His performance was questionable too, 12, 3, and 4, 31% shooting. At least they both hit their free throws. Porter is performing significantly better than Jalen Green this season which I don't think many people would have thought coming into the year. And I think he's been a great value pick at his ADP, whereas Green has been a disaster at pick 60 or 70, wherever you got him. He hasn't really lived up to that. I still think Green has room to improve, as does Porter, but this was just not a good game. Dacian Nix had 8, 4, and 5. I don't really think Dacian Nix has got much of an upside in the NBA, to be honest. I'd love to see them give those minutes to Ty Ty Washington, but it's not happening at this stage. For the Spurs, they were a lot of players out. Bates, Diop, Pirtle, Sohan, Vassell, all out. They're all rotation guys. So they started a lineup that had Romeo Langford and Malachi Branham. Branham had five points on 29% shooting. I think Branham can develop into a good player. He's not nowhere near that yet. Um, and Romeo Langford, who's been like, bad for a long time, was okay here. 11, 4, and 5, two steals and a block. He has had, over the course of his career, some of the worst fantasy permanent production you'll ever see. But this was a really good game. 
I'm not going to read too much into it and not adding him really anywhere. He's not even a top 300 player this season. But this was a good data point. It was also a good data point to add into your trade Jones sell high Arsenal. 26-3-5 on 63% shooting. His shooting percentages are way up at the moment. I like Trey Jones. I don't think he's this level of player though. And the old horse, Calden Johnson. Whose horse is that? 32 points on 67% with seven rebounds. Now, the Calden Johnson issue is clear here, if you can see it. 32-7, and seven, people will be celebrating that. I've put it on my bloody thumbnail for this video, right? Because it is good to have him not shoot 10%. But... Calden Johnson had one assist, zero steals, and zero blocks. He still went 33% from the line, one of three, and relied upon extraordinarily high shooting, 50% from the three-point line and 73 from two to get to this line. And it's still not the best line out there. Find, you probably can't do it after one game, but if anyone values Calden as a top 60 player, I would trade him away. There's just so much emptiness in his overall line that a big scoring night obscures some of the deficiencies in other areas. With no Pirtle, Zach Collins started. It's not a terrible line from Zach. 10-5-3 with a steal and a block on 83%. It's totally like, serviceable. And they have another low-volume day on Saturday. And if Pirtle is out again, then we, we run with Collins. But this is why I liked Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. He had been showing really good stuff as a backup. And then they had that five-game week where Collins was out and he was going to get good minutes. And then he shit the bed in all those games. Yeah, again, the thought process behind the ad of Bassey, while it didn't work out, I think the thought process is was correct. And he, again, he was on my streamable players for today list, and he had 10 and 5, a steal and 4 blocks and 100% shooting and hit all his free throws. That's really good. And he's probably going to be a stream option on Saturday if Pirtle is out. Now, we'd love to see him take over the job from Collins as the backup, but 20 minutes really is all Bassey needs. He's one to watch. He's one to stream on Saturday. This was very encouraging. Richardson had 12 points. So did Doug McDermott. Both of them hitting three threes. That's what they can do, be three-point streamers. But there's no real long-term value there. And I thought Isaiah Roby would get a little bit more playing time. Just 14 minutes. He went scoreless. His big games from last season with Oklahoma City seem uh, a little bit far away at the moment, unfortunately. But this Spurs team continues to remain a mess. And that just shows how bad the Rockets are and how bad Silas is that they lost pretty comfortably to this zombie half-arsed, team that honestly doesn't care about anything apart from losing at this stage. And the last game, the Nuggets and the Blazers. Go back and watch this one. It was a real, like, really good game between two really good teams, including two potential game winners. Only one of them obviously ended up as a game winner at the end, but just a crazily good game. Um, and I do highly suggest that you go and watch it, especially the uh, the final quarter. There was lots of, uh, lots of back and forward. The Nuggets win it 121-120 over the Portland Trailblazers. It's about time to do this, I think. He's really starting to step up a little bit with his production after being a you know, slow starter this season. 33, 10, and 9, 56 from the field. Unfortunately, just 67 from the line, which is holding him back at times this season. And the Aaron Gordon big year continues. I, for one, never saw this coming because he's never done it before. 20 points in 31 minutes, five rebounds, two threes. And you could say it's because Michael Porter Jr. is out. Michael Porter Jr. missed all of last season. And we never saw this from Aaron Gordon. His efficiency is through the roof. He's doing what he needs to do. He's just fitting perfectly. And kudos to him. Really good. Didn't see this coming. Didn't think he had it. He does. Great stuff. The headmaster, Jamal Murray, was pretty rough early on. Only hit 38% of his shots. Only was two or three from the line. But who cares? He hit some crazy shots at the end of the game. And 
the massive game winner. Ended with 21, 5, and 8 with three threes. I'd say the buy low would have still been open had he not hit the game winner because that puts it into everyone's perspective. You go, man, what a game. 21 points, he hit the game winner. So that buy low is not really there. But it was looking like that before he hit a couple of, like I think he scored six points in the final two minutes or something to really boost that line up. Um, he has struggled a little bit this season. This should push him back inside the top 100 though. KCP only with seven points, 28 minutes. The only advantage to having KCP at the moment is a favorable nugget schedule. You do not need to hold him long-term. And it wasn't a great game from the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby shark, Still holding, though, because Maga Porter Jr. is out. 10-4 and four with two steals, missed both his free throws. It's a good game from the big stiffy as well, Bones Highland, the five-minute man. 13-5-4 with three threes in 26 minutes. With Porter out, his shooting and scoring is vitally important. He's gone through a lot of ups and downs. He's had some really negative impact games. But overall, his fantasy stuff is getting better. I think he is a 12-team league guy, at least for now. And then we can work that out later. Deeper leagues, you want to watch Christian Brown. 20 minutes. Now, he got forced out of the rotation so Davon Reed could play in another one, another Mike Malone masterclass. But Brown is, Brown is back in, sorry. Th- six and five in 20 minutes with a block. Really love what he does defensively. Sort of like Aaron Gordon fits into where his role, what he's needed in that role. And deeper leagues will want to look at that. John Ray Jordan also blocked three shots, but honestly, like, I can't believe I have to talk about John Ray Jordan. Anyway, for the, uh, for the Blazers, Damian Lillard, 40 points, 38 minutes, nine threes, 12 assists, two steals. This is going to rocket him up. He was 27th for the season before this game. This should push him yeah, high, at least top 25, maybe top 20. It's just great to see him healthy, and hopefully he gets back to that first round level. Old mate Yusuf Nurkic was really good. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Not only did he score 21 points and and have five rebounds, nine rebounds, sorry. He had just an absolute mega Richie Benno. Two for two, two, two. Two threes, two assists, two steals, two blocks. He shot 90% from the field, which isn't going to stick. And he'd been sort of struggling a little bit. This is great. He is now top 75 for the year. Joshy Hart, 12 and six with three steals and three assists. Good game. Still under-rostered. Don't know what he's doing. Available in over 20% of leagues. He should not be. But the two guys we worried about with Lillard coming back weren't at their best. Jeremy Grant was fine, so the sell high window might still be open. 18 points in 38 minutes, but it's the lack of rebounds that always hurts him, three of them here. He had a steal on a block, but 40% shooting, and that usage down under 20%. And the guy that really copped it was Anthony Simons. Six points in 34 minutes, zero threes, zero steals, zero blocks. Now, 25% shooting and no free throw attempts. Actually, put the free throw attempts aside. 25% shooting is not a realistic expectation from Simons, but we have seen so much evidence that Simons can be a great player and great fantasy contributor when Damian Lillard isn't there. We saw it last season. This season, when Lillard plays, he struggled. When Lillard was out, he went bananas. When Lillard plays, he struggles. Do you know over the last week, he's the second-ranked player? He's 38th for the season prior to this game. It's It was. I hopefully sold high before Lillard returned. It was a massive sell high. And he will be better than this game, but there's no questioning that. But it was about getting usage and thriving, having the ball in your hands. And he's just not going to do that as much. Uh, it's a simple equation. When Lillard's out there, he you prioritize Damian Lillard. You don't prioritize Anthony Simons. So everything that he was doing, we're running the show, having the ball, driving, um, attacking, passing, shooting, all that stuff was great. But that opportunity gets cut by such a significant amount that the sell high was glaring. I hope you pulled it off. I hope you pulled it off. Now, of course, if Lillard gets hurt, his value jumps back up. But this is this is rock bottom for Simon. So don't expect this to be the norm, but this is this is rock bottom. 
The lines of the night, the monstrous does go to Damian Lillard. Your waiver wire line of the night goes to Goldfinger Charlie Bassey. He's the young gun of the night as well. We'll see on Saturday if, if uh, Pirtle's out again, but he'd be a good stream. Him and Collins, both actually really good streamers. And the dart of the night is Anthony Simons. Top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Dame Lillard, followed by Jim Butler, Yusuf Nurkic, Paul George, Bam Adebayo, Nikola Jokic, Charlie Bassey, Tyler Hero, Trey Jones, and Romeo Langford. Yeah. Top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Bassey and Langford. I like Bassey. Look at that. Three Spurs. Bassey, Langford, Collins, the top three spots. Bassey and Collins are okay streams for Saturday. Langford, I'd probably look at 14 team if Bassal is out. And then five, Doug McDermott, another spur. Good three-point streamer there. Uh, Eric Gordon, he's a good 14-team league guy. Nico Batum, well, he's providing some value at the moment. I'm not really convinced of it, but it's interesting. DeAndre Jordan, Dacian Nix, Christian Brown, and Jeff Green have no value outside of like 16 to 18-team leagues. And your top 10 players today in fantasy points leagues. Number one was Lillard, followed by Jokic, Butler, Bam, Paul George, Nurkic, the headmaster, Jamal Murray, the horse, Keldon Johnson, Tyler Hero, and Trey Jones. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.